This is Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International, a non-denominational end times ministry dedicated to fulfilling a divine commission to trumpet forth warnings from God concerning the imminent second coming of Christ and the impending judgment of God upon the ungodly. God has sent Dr. Hansen to many nations of the world with a solemn warning to the political and religious leaders and citizenry to repent of their sinfulness and wickedness or face the catastrophic judgments that will soon be unleashed upon the unbelieving world. Listen now to the warnings of our compassionate and merciful Creator conveyed through His faithful prophetic spokesman, the host of Warning Radio, Dr. Jonathan Hansen. This is Jonathan Hansen. I want to welcome all of you that are watching on television or social media or listening on radio uh, to the Warning Radio television program. Welcome. I'm going to continue. I don't normally do a part two, but I thought it's important this time. Uh, I'm going to speak on John G. Lake, Great Awakening Dominion, part two. I'm doing a series on the men and women that were involved in the first and second Great Awakening, Uh, how they moved into great anointing, their journey. But they all had one thing in common. One, Mark 12, 29 through 31. The first of all, the commandment is, the Lord our God, the Lord is one, and you shall love the Lord with all your heart, soul, mind, and all your strength. That's the first commandment. The second, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. I also covered Mark 16, 17 through 18. The movers and shakers believed in this. These signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. If they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. These signs will follow all true believers. Matthew 28, 18 through 20, Jesus came and spoke to them saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things I commanded you and lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. Now, Jesus gave us a commandment, Luke 24, 47 through 53, that repentance and remissions of sins should be preached in his name to all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. You are my witnesses of these things. Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry in Jerusalem until you're endued with power from on high. So Jesus gave the commandments to every disciple, including you and me. We don't have to tarry in Jerusalem, but we're supposed to tarry once we receive him as Lord and Savior until we are endued with his power and authority to truly be ambassadors, or you can't accomplish what he has assigned you to do. 
to represent him without fear and intimidation, to speak the truth, to reconcile nations, to make disciples, to pray, to lay hands on the sick and pray, to cast out demons. We need that third person of the Trinity residing in me in all movers and shakers. They did what they had to do. They traveled where they had to go for people to pray with them. They would fast up to nine months. That's what John G. Lake fasted to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit and speak in tongues. Acts 2, 1 through 4, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. Suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a mushing, rushing mighty wind filled the house where they were sitting. There appeared unto them divided tongues as fire that sat on each of them. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. I made a comment last week that the church today if your pastor is not involved, if he doesn't have real testimonies, if he doesn't believe in these things, if he just tells empty stories that you can read yourself out of the Bible, if he has more, doesn't have any more than stories, no anointing, no burden for souls, no authority to cast out demons, I would leave that church because I believe it's the definition of Ichabod, the glory has gone. The glory has left that place. Because all of the denominations, the founders believed in Pentecost. They were men and women of great anointing. But the churches now have gone far away from reality. And they're filled with their own vanity. They're ashamed of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. They want to be respectable. I grew up in a church, a denomination, which needs revival, called the Assemblies of God. We were called the Holy Rollers. We need another great awakening in the assemblies of God. I'm not sure if every pastor is born again that leads one of those churches. Or in every denomination. John G. Lake, his parents lost eight children, died of disease. Until he understood that that's from the devil. Again, if you want to see my message last week, go to my YouTube, Jonathan Hansen Ministries. You can see it. Go to my... Uh, Rumble, Warning TV, Jonathan Hansen. You can watch it. Go to my website, www.worldministries.org. Watch me on Roku or other channels. Look at that message, part one. Eight children died. His wife was dying at the time. He became aware that the devil was behind sickness and disease, not God. And we're supposed to intercede and fight and spiritually resist the works of the enemy. And when two of his sisters were dying, he understood this principle and they became healed. When his wife was dying, they be she was healed. When several had died, he called up Dewey. They prayed together. They fasted and they rose from the dead. Power and authority that the church is lacking today. I would not go to a church that doesn't understand or believe in these things. I don't know what you're wasting your time for or your money in your tithes. If your pastor cannot move in miracles, cannot have real testimonies, leave that church. Ichabod, the glory is gone. He was baptized in the Holy Spirit. He spoke in tongues. They went to pray for a lady in a wheelchair. She was healed. His enthusiasm for business quickly faded. Instead, he began to lead everyone who came to him for business to Jesus. He spoke to his boss about the change in passion. 
was given three months off to explore the idea of going into full-time ministry. If he then returned to the job, he was promised $50,000 equivalent today of $1 million a year. During those three months, Lake preached every day to large congregations and saw many people saved, healed, baptized in the Holy Spirit. He quit his job permanently. He sold even his estate, gave his money away for the kingdom of God, relying totally on the Lord for his support. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I think that has some fruit of genuine salvation. When you turn down a million dollar a year job and you give away your estate, because he was quite wealthy. Lake claimed that a love for mankind such as he had never compromised took possession of him. He also experienced a renewed, energized power for healing the sick. He already had it as he continued to grow in the Lord, have his encounters with God, as he went to places with men and women of anointing that laid hands on him, as he spent daily time with God, as he went to nightly meetings, after he preached, he would still go to prayer meetings. There was already anointing accumulating on his life. And after he was baptized in the Holy Spirit with tongues, he had greater anointing, more healings, more deliverances, more salvation, more power and authority, more people rising from the dead. It only increased. He says he experienced renewed, energized power for healing the sick. Power is never before to preach the word of God in demonstration of the spirit and strong, forceful exercise of dominion over devils to cast them out. He realized his own ministry multiplied a hundredfold in the very lives of others to whom God committed that same ministry. Lake recognized that the Spirit flowed through him with a new force, and healings were a more powerful demonstration of the order in which now he was receiving God, strength and energized power, anointing through his life. He ministered to the sick, similar to Smith Wigglesworth. He says, my nature became so sensitized that I could lay hands on any man or woman and tell what organ was diseased, to what extent and all about it. I went to hospitals where physical physicians could not diagnose a case, touched a patient, and I knew the organ that was diseased to the extent and condition and location. That's powerful words of knowledge. I mean, God uses me in a word of knowledge. That's how I meet leaders around the world. You shot a man. You stole money. If you don't repent, a spirit of suicide is going to grip you. But look at this. Physicians couldn't diagnose it. He would lay hands on them and know which organ, what the disease was, and how to be healed. That is powerful. It's amazing that even among Pentecostals today, speaking in tongues is reduced to a nice personal gift. But for Lake, it represented his life in God. You've heard me say, or they've heard me all over the world, if, it wasn't, if it's not for the Holy Spirit, I don't have a ministry. I wouldn't be standing in front of you. I rely totally on the Holy Spirit. I don't have a ministry without the Holy Spirit. I can't move with miracles, signs and wonders, words of knowledge, prophecy, without the Holy Spirit because it's the Holy Spirit, God in me, revealing this and giving that anointing and that authority and he's doing the healing, not me. It says, during the very act of cutting down a tree, he clearly heard the Lord speak to him, tell him to go to Minneapolis to set up a winter campaign. The Lord told him that he would go to Africa in the spring. Lake obeyed and went to Indianapolis, where he ministered alongside 
another leading minister, uh, leading people into the baptism of the Holy Spirit. During this season, both men had been praying for greater power for the healing of the sick and casting out of demons. As a result, an intense desire to pray felt upon Lake. The desire was so strong that he couldn't even eat. Now, this man is already moving a great anointing. He still wants more of God. So much that he says, I can't even eat. During a six-week or six-day fast, he heard God speak that he would be able to cast out demons, obviously, with greater intensity. That same week, he acted on what the Lord said and cast out a demon from a man who was insane. Three days later, the man was released from the asylum. He was caught up in a vision in which he was transported to Africa and preached. Several times, he visited Africa in visions before he went there. Lake and his family set sail with $1.50 to their name. Again, he gave everything away. Throughout the trip, Lake was aware that when he arrived, he would have to go through immigration and pay the required $125 to get off the ship. When the time came, Lake stood by faith in the immigration line and trusted the Lord he would make a way. He says, all of a sudden, someone tapped him on the soldier, pulled him aside, and gave him $200. He was in line for immigrations with no money. Uh, wow. See, that's faith. I remember in synagogue, I was, that's 97% Islamic. I couldn't read or the language, write, or speak the language, had no context, went by myself. And I don't have time to get into the testimony. It's fantastic because I want to cover Lake. But I was in a line once. I said, God, somebody, I was in the bank, somebody has got to, you got to bring somebody to me who speaks English. I don't know how to even communicate. Somebody tapped me on the shoulder. I turned around and he spoke in perfect English and told me what to do. Turned around again. I couldn't find him. I am telling you the power of God if you step out in faith. That's why the walls of Jericho came tumbling down. Lake and his family were able to exit the ship, go to Cape Town and board the train to Johannesburg. <clears throat> when they arrived, a little woman came up to him, asked if there were the missionary family from America. Mrs. C.L. Goodenough told them that the Lord had sent her to meet them and give them a home. Later the same day, they moved into a full, fully furnished home. <laughs> that is fantastic. I'll tell you what, I, I need a, a vehicle to crisscross America if God speaks to you. He just got a home from a little lady that the Lord gave her in a vision to go and give it to Lake while he was ministering in Africa. All right? Amen. Amen. When we step out in faith toward the impossible, where God and the body of Christ are, our only options for help, something beautiful happens, as it did for Lake and his family. <clears throat> a few days after their arrival, a pastor who was leading several weeks asked him to lead meetings for him. The pastor was leaving for several weeks. In his first service in South Africa, Lake prayed for the Holy Spirit to be released over 500 Zulus. He said revival broke out. The church where he had been asked to fill in was the same church he was transported to in his vision before he left Africa. He was transported to it. Do you believe in translation? One night I prayed. I was overshadowed by the Spirit of the Lord. The Lord showed me various places in which I would labor five years. And by that illumination that would appear in the heavens, I knew the extent of the work in each place. That night I knelt on the floor. I was present in the church in Johannesburg. 
South Africa. I walked in the front door and walked to the front and into the vestry. In less than one year, I was in that church and the pastor of that church. He had already seen this in a vision. I have gone to places in Africa. People have come up to me. Welcome back, Dr. Hansen. I said, I've never been here. Oh, no, you were here, and this is what you did, and this is where you preached. And I ended up preaching there. I believe in translation. I believe in miracles. It happened to Lake all the time. God did the whole thing. I had nothing to do with it. God showed me the illumination all over the land in a marvelous extent and character of the work he was going to do through me. Wow. Lake recognized that the power of God moved through him like electricity in this new land. 1908, he preached in Pretoria, South Africa, where one night God came over his life in such power and such streams of liquid glory power that it flowed consciously off his hands like streams of electricity. When a man interrupted the meetings, I would point my finger at him and say, sit down. He fell as if struck and lay for three hours. Amen. I remember a man in Zambia threatening the church and his pastor. And I gave a warning. God can take the breath right out of your mouth. And later on, he fell over dead. The breath came out of his mouth. They did an autopsy. Malaria struck the brain. Be careful when you come against righteous men and women. When he became normal, they asked him what happened. And he said, something struck me that went straight through me. And I thought I was shot. Well, he was shot by the Holy Spirit. Gave a little sort of a knockout punch. Lake said at two o'clock in the morning, I ministered to 65 sick people who were present. The streams of God that were pouring through my hands were so powerful that people would fall as though they were hit. I was troubled because they fell in such violence. And the Spirit said, you do not need to put your hands on them. Keep your hands a distance away. And when I held my hands a foot from their heads, they would crumble and fall in a heap on the floor. They were healed almost every single one. That was the outer manifestation. That is what people saw. Something transpired in my heart that made my soul like the soul of Christ. There was such tenderness, a newborn tenderness of God that was so wonderful that my heart reached out and cried and wept over men in their sin. I would gather them in my arms and love them. Jesus flowed out of me and delivered them. Drunkards were saved and healed as they stood transfixed looking at me. My mom just went to be with the Lord two days ago. She had this type of love. She loved everybody. Everybody loved her. She allowed nothing to get in her way of loving them. She forgave them instantly. Love is what wins the world. Love is what restores families. You've got to let love, the love of God flow through you. You have to. If you're going to be a soul winner, if you're going to help restore families. As Lake continued to minister in Africa, he saw great success. Although he said it only made me hungrier for God. I continued in the ministry until I saw hundreds of thousands healed. At last, I became tired and went on healing people day after day as though I were a machine. All the time, my heart kept asking, oh God, let me know yourself better. I want to know you more. See, this is what the great men and women that were involved with the great awakening, they were never satisfied. They wanted more and more intimacy with God. It's like you should have with your spouse. You don't let it go dormant. Your relationship should get stronger and stronger and sweeter and sweeter. I believe in that. I'm a romantic. Regardless of the number of signs, miracles, and wonders he had seen, Lake was still hungry for God and desperate for him. 
1908, Lake's wife, Jeannie, died when she was, he was away on a trip. Most accounts, she died from physical exhaustion, maltrition. He was away. Scores of sick people came to wait on the lawn until he returned. His wife would feed them while they waited what little food she could spare. And she tried to make their way as comfortable as possible until Lake returned. In doing so, she herself became physically neglected, serving God, giving everything out, having her reward. Earlier, years earlier, when she was dying, Lake was present and she was healed. Dominion over deadly germs. Lake returned to Africa in 1910 amidst of a deadly plague. While Lake was busy ministering to the sick and dying, a visiting doctor asked him what he used to protect himself from disease. You know, we ha we've had this pandemic, and, uh, you know, they wanted everything closed down, and I invited people who had this virus, supposedly, and I laid hands on them and prayed for them. I never caught it yet to this day. Nobody's I haven't taken any jab for it either. Lake was busy ministering to the sick and dying. A visiting doctor asked him what he used to protect himself from the disease. Lake replied, it's the law of the spirit of Jesus Christ. <laughs> what a reply to the doctor. I believe just as long as I keep my soul in contact with the living God, so his spirit is flowing into my soul and body, no germ will ever attach itself to me. Now, I know a lot of pastors, they don't have this faith. They don't, I'm not sure if many of them are even born again. They came from a denomination that was birthed in Pentecost. There's no faith. My dad would go into the leper colonies and pray for people. Oh, you can't do that. He wasn't afraid. He says, it's not going to touch me. And he would lay hands on them. This is a faith I grew up with. To prove it, he told the doctor, hey, experiment on me, doc. If you will go over to one of these dead people, take the foam that comes out of their lungs after death, put it under the microscope, and you will see masses of living germs. You will find that they are alive for a time after the man is dead. You can fill my hand with them and I will keep it under the microscope. And instead of these germs remaining alive, they will die instantly. I would love to see a lot of churches today that, whoo, close down. Uh, no, wear a mask. Oh, stay six feet apart. <laughs> what kind of faith is that? That's no faith. Look, where is your faith? Jesus said, will I find faith when I return? Not in most denominations, you won't. The doctor tried this, and what he saw, he couldn't believe. Lake told the doctor, it's the law of the spirit of Jesus in me. When a man's spirit and body is filled with the blessed presence of God, it oozes out, and the pores of your flesh kills the germs. The germs died while the doctor was watching. <laughs> Lake feared nothing in this area, nothing. The germs would die, doctor. I'm not going to get infected. And he continued to minister to these people that were contagious and were dying of this, this pandemic. While Lake was ministering at a church in Johannesburg, a friend spoke up in a prayer meeting. He shared how he felt convicted that he had seen so many lame, blind, deaf, insane, and other sick people healed, but had never spent time praying for his cousin who was in an insane asylum in Wales. Wales. Now, Lake's in Africa. This confession stirred Lake to invite the congregation to call out in prayer on behalf of the insane woman. During this prayer time, Lake felt his spirit transport him through Cape Town, through Spain, on his way to the asylum in Wales. Are you following this? He remembered, I went into that place, walked straight into the room where a woman was strapped to the sides of a cot, 
And as consciously as I stand here now, I put my hands on the woman's head and in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, rebuked the insane spirit that possessed her and cast it out. Now he's praying in Africa and the Lord is taking him as he's praying through Cape Town, through Spain, through to Wales, to the insane asylum. His fa her face became calm. She smiled into my face. I recognized in the look of her eyes, the awakened consciousness. At the same time, I had been kneeling on the platform of Johannesburg, and my heart and my voice had been expressing my desire to God. Not many days later, Jake Lake's friend received a letter from Wales saying that on the previous Sunday, his cousin had been instantly healed. Man, this should grease your wagon. I mean, uh, you, should be, you should be excited if you can't travel with this. You know, if you can't preach with this, you're no, you're no preacher. I mean, my goodness. During the time of Lake was in Africa, he planted the Apostolic Faith Mission, the Zion Christian Church. He released 1,250 preachers, established 625 churches. Over 100,000 people were saved through his ministry there. Now, I could continue to tell stories. The power of God, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You can walk with that anointing. You have to want all of God. You have to desire it. You have to seek him. Go to my website, www.worldministries.org, www.worldministries.org, and join Eagles Saving Nations. We need another great awakening in America today. God bless you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International. Warning Radio is a listener-supported program. We need your donations in order to continue airing these Christ-centered prophetic programs. Send your checks or money orders to World Ministries International, Post Office Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. To donate securely by phone, call 360-629-5248. Visit our website to find other ways of giving and a wealth of information about World Ministries International and host Dr. Jonathan Hansen. The website is worldministries.org. There, you'll also have access to hundreds of previously aired radio programs, made-for-television videos, thousands of articles, Dr. Hansen's books, and travel itinerary. Again, the website is worldministries.org. The phone number is 360-629-5248. Tune in at this same time, Monday through Friday, on this radio station for the next exciting edition of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen. Remember, the Lord is not slow about the promise of His return, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for everyone to come to the repentance that leads to eternal life.